Welcome to the Kata Brothers Travel Club, a new podcast where we explore some of the world's best destinations through the stories and experiences of locals and people that have had meaningful adventures there. We may be stuck in quarantine because of the COVID-19 pandemic, but that doesn't mean that we can't explore the world. Join us, and no matter where you go, you'll always feel like a local. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Kata Brothers Travel Club. I'm your co-host Jared Kata. And I'm your co-host Brendan Kata. We're still in quarantine, no surprise, um, but we have been chatting with a lot of our friends as promised in our first episode, and we're getting an awesome perspective on some of these destinations, some that we have been to and others that we have not visited yet. Uh, so for this episode, Brendan, do you want to tell the audience where we are headed? Sure. This time we're going to be talking to a couple of people who have spent a significant amount of time in the beautiful city of Chicago. Chicago is one of those destinations that we have both visited, but we still want to hear from the local perspective. And we also want to hear from somebody that has had a uh, meaningful and important experience in that city. Lucky for us, we have both of those perspectives in this one episode. Um, but before we get into their interviews, let's hear a little bit more about the city of Chicago. Chicago is a massive U.S. metropolis sitting on the banks of the Great Lake Michigan. This spectacular city is the undisputed epicenter of the Midwest and a symbol of American innovation, culture, and industry. Chicago became a canvas for America's most incredible architects. From its iconic skyline punctuated by, by two of the largest skyscrapers in North America, to every stylistic building lining the riverfront. There's history in these buildings, and you can feel it. Chicago was founded in 1837. It was intended to be a hub connecting the Great Lakes and the Mississippi River via natural canals. Trade, commerce, and progressive race policies helped to propel this city into the future. It attracted a lot of black families into the region from the segregated South as well as a steady flow of European immigrants from the beginning of the industrialization. Greeks, Poles, Czechs, Serbs, and many others put down roots in Chicago. These important migrations would forever shape the city's culture. Of course, no look into Chicago's past is complete without a mention of its notorious gangsters. The infamous mob boss Al Capone cast his menacing shadow over the city throughout Prohibition. Even after the great gangs of Chicago subsided, violence seemed to remain a component of many of its communities. And by the mid-century, the urban core had begun to crumble. Families were dispersing to the outer suburbs, and the once great American city was fading away. Year over year, things started to change. The trickle of young professionals and socialites began to revisit and revitalize downtown Chicago. Traditions have stayed the same, but residents have a renewed energy for what makes this city special. And despite its frigid winters, Chicagoans are active people flocking to Millennium Park, enjoying cuisine from around the world, and living it up in the downtown bar scene. Chicago is a special place, and it's not hard to see why the Windy City 
is one of those mandatory U.S. destinations. I know that I, for one, have always appreciated uh, my visits to this city, um, but there's just so much to see when you're there and there's so much good food and so much good uh, activities and the atmosphere is always wonderful. I will admit that I have only been there during the summer, um, but certainly if it wasn't so cold during the winter, I would consider living there. No offense to anybody that is there. In fact, we're going to hear right now from one of my good friends, Dan, about his experience living in downtown Chicago. Do we already do uh, introductions and everything? Oh, that's yeah. See, I mean, I'm getting used to this because it's it's hard because I know who you are, but our <laughs> listeners might not know who you are. So, Dan, can you give uh, an introduction, please? God, I've always wanted to be on this podcast. I, I just I feel so nervous now. Uh, <laughs> I, I know you you have to you have to speak up so that the I don't have to edit you uh, up so hard. <laughs> uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, you're great. Yeah. All right, uh, my name is Daniel Chang. I live in Chicago, Illinois. I met Jared in back in college. Uh, yeah, we were in the same fraternity together, and currently living in Chicago, where I've been for the past year. I work for LinkedIn as an insights analyst. Very cool. So, would, what would you say is the biggest difference between Chicago and where you and where were you living before? Uh, yeah. Before you answer this question, where were you living before? So, I was living in the Bay Area, Redwood City. Okay. So what is the biggest difference between the California Bay Area, San Francisco, Oakland, and the like, and yeah. Chicago, Illinois? So I live in West Loop, which is probably my favorite part of town of Chicago, just because mainly I think it's where the best food is. And nice. you know me, man, like, I, I love food. <laughs> like, <laughs> so this whole conversation will probably be just food, but right. um, yeah, I think the quality of food actually is better here than wow. back in NorCal. The one thing that I will say, though, is I miss the Asian food in NorCal. Okay. But uh, everything else here is just so good. Like, it's pretty hard to beat. You were kind of getting into it, but uh, Brendan wants to ask you a little bit about, like, your day-to-day -day life and, and how you spend your time. Yeah. Yeah. So we wanted to know if you had to pick one or, or a handful of neighborhoods to spend a day in, like, let's say you were traveling to Chicago. Yeah. What would you say your favorite neighborhoods would be? Oh, that's so tough. Like, it's, it's, it's definitely bigger than SF, but I feel like it's kind of similar to San Diego where each part of that city has, like, their own culture. Uh, cool. And I think that's what I also love about this city. Uh, West Loop is definitely, like, all about the food. Like, there's always yeah. new restaurants opening up probably, like, week after week, and, like, uh, there's, like, a new place to try, and I think that's my favorite part about it is, like, being able to try new food within West Loop, like walking distance. Huh. Um, it's also my first time living in a city, like an actual uh, city, city. So that's been- Yeah, you're like right in downtown. Yeah. It looks like. Yeah. So I think West Loop would always be my number one. It's got bars. It's got food. My favorite bar is Fed Federales. Sounds like a tequila bar. It is a tequila bar, man. Like uh, <laughs> they give you tequila shots and these ice glasses. And you get to throw them at a bell after you take the shot. And whoever <laughs> misses, you have to buy the next round. Uh, yeah, and they got like a cool patio in the summer that opens up. And it's, it's definitely one of my favorite places. I think, uh, secondly, like the Riverwalk, which kind of goes through like a bunch of different neighborhoods, mainly through the yeah. week. But living by the river and just being able to walk on the Riverwalk, even to work, is probably my second favorite thing about the city. 
just because the architecture is so beautiful. Like if you ever go to SF, the skyline just looks so shitty. But I feel like, <laughs> this like, is two I, interviews and two people talking trash about San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> because we all used to live there and moved away. Uh, I think uh like it's just so much more beautiful. Like even when you just look up and you're just walking around and you take a look and like you just kind of feel at peace and like the history that goes behind the architecture too. Like if you ever do mm-hmm. the architecture tour, I highly recommend it. It is so insightful. It's pretty funny too. And you could drink while you're on the boat. So that's oh, win, is that win, those win. boats that are going up yeah, the river? Exactly. Those are really cool. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Riverwalk is definitely one of my favorite parts of Chicago. And I remember when I was there on St. Patrick's Day, which I guess, unfortunately, you all missed this year. <laughs> um, but when they turn the river green, like that area is slammed. And there's so many people there. Yeah. But it's it's definitely my favorite day of the year here. Um, it's It reminds me of kind of just like college. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like everyone is older. <laughs> <laughs> like kids. buy whatever drinks you want <laughs> it's, it's it's such a fun day like a fun atmosphere and i feel like everyone that day is kind of just like in that same setting they'll just like i don't really know why i'm celebrating this as an asian you know, like wherever we are but <laughs> let's do it it's an excuse to drink <laughs> you, you drop that you drop that in just very subtly but uh, I think that it's an important thing to always ask because when we were talking with some of our friends before, I mean, that that idea of you being an Asian American in Chicago, how can you explain that and uh, and describe that? Do you feel comfortable in the city? Yeah, I think uh, I never felt like a minority until I moved here. Interesting. Um, like living in California my whole life, I think I was kind of in a bubble of what it really is or what it means to be Asian American. And I think uh, after I moved here, I was super lucky to meet the people that I have. And I made a close group of Korean friends. Um, And I've never felt more Korean at at the same time. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah, being in the Midwest, I kind of expect, I had a certain level of expectation of like, um, maybe not, a level of pro- like progressiveness that okay. California, but honestly, Chicago has been great. I haven't felt any like external pressures besides the fact that I'm Asian and most people are white. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And that, that's interesting that you say that it's the first time you feel like you were, that you're actually a minority. And at the same time that you are, are very comfortable in the city, that that's not necessarily a bad thing and that you have exactly. Yeah, and it's kind of nice because when you're on, when you're on dating apps, like some girls will be like, "I've never been with Asian before." And I'm like, <laughs> but I, I feel like that's that. almost a good enough transition to get us into. We talked about a little bit about food. We talked a little bit about your neighborhoods, but um, yeah. what is the best bar to take a, a Tinder date to? A Tinder date to? Oof! I usually just take them to my room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I really like London House. So it's a rooftop bar that I'm looking at right now. It's kind of just like straight on the street, but it's a beautiful view down the river. Um, mm. I highly recommend looking up the view in itself just because it's, it's outstanding. Uh, I'm a sucker for any place that has viewpoints, but okay. 
London House would be my first one. I forgot how many stories it is, but it's pretty high up. Um, awesome. I also, they opened up a new bar in Navy Pier. That's a rooftop bar too. I think Navy Pier can sometimes be a little bit tacky with a lot of tourists, but with the right person, if you just go to fuck around, like, I think it could be so fun. Yeah. That's good. That's a great answer. That's cool because those are like some of the classier places or, you know, good insight for the traveler because you have a lot of yeah. travelers that are on romantic trips or on exactly. you know, couples trips. That's great insight. But Brendan has a, a, a question a little bit more pertaining to your maybe uh, usual uh, spot. And if Federalis <laughs> is this place, then it's okay. But yeah. Brendan, if you're looking for more of a dive bar atmosphere, what's your favorite dive bar to go to in your area or in yeah. any out, like, outlying neighborhood? I wouldn't consider this place a dive bar, but it's, it's called City Hall. Okay. And it has a really cool outdoor area where they get, it's just like a bunch of storage containers that oh nice they set up to be like uh it's like a concert almost so they do have live music there on fridays i think nice. and but during the week and weekdays they have sports playing they uh they have like a bunch of like life-size games like a bunch of trash cans and a soccer ball that you can play beer pong with uh, oh yeah but i think that's the closest in this area that we can get to the dark bar but i really like it nice very cool i love that uh, and another spot that you have to check out, um, it's called Untitled. If okay. you're into jazz music or live music at all, it's a place that I stumbled on really like drunk. We just walked into the next bar that was next door and like, it's my favorite bar, I think, second to Federal is. They make great, they have a huge whiskey selection. Uh, it's amazing and their old fashions, I think, are the best in the city. The best part is they have live jazz music. It's all- That's unique. Music. Is the live music scene in Chicago pretty good? Yeah, like I think uh, jazz has always been like a big part of the city's identity. I mean, I, I can't say like I appreciate it fully, but I do like it. <laughs> like, I don't like, think most like, people know how to appreciate it fully. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. <laughs> but when it's like live in there, it's just so fun. And I, I think uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Dan, you are a self-proclaimed foodie, as you have made abundantly clear at the early parts of this podcast. We want to hear a lot of the places, but I want to know, we, the way that we've broken it up is kind of by season. So I want to know, what is, the, what is your favorite place to eat when it's freezing in Chicago? Ooh, Happy Lamb Hot Pot in Chinatown. I think uh, the food in Chinatown is actually a little bit underrated here. But there's this one hot pot place that's just always packed. You got to put your name in early before you go and join the wait list. But it's the best hot pot I've had in my life. Yeah, it's pretty, I'm, pretty glowing remarks. What is, what's it called again? Happy Lamb Hot Pot. Okay, that, that's good. Okay, so then uh, inversely, what is your favorite thing or place to eat uh, when it's summertime in Chicago or springtime? I got to go with Green Street Smoked Meats. It looks like a warehouse that they converted into a restaurant and it's just like a bunch of great barbecue slash smoked meats, like pulled pork sandwiches, brisket sandwiches. And they even got their own little coffee shop in there and a bar. Their Bloody Marys are amazing too. It's one of those places where people go and they put on headphones, pretend to be working. You know? Really? Yeah. Just <laughs> 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 barbecue, eating a bunch of smoked meats. <laughs> it's really interesting. What a weird working environment. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool 
it's amazing. And then if you turn the corner for there for dessert, a Jenny's ice cream, I think uh, it beats out salt and straw in my rankings. The best ice cream. Very good to know. This next question, I feel a little bit basic asking just because it's a Chicago episode, but I have to, and it sounds like there's no better person to ask about this. What's the best uh, deep dish pizza you've tried there? Ooh, I hate discriminating against pizza. I just, I love it all. Deep, especially deep dish, man. Um, if I had to choose a number one, I would go Luminati's. It's just, their sausage is so good. It's like a flat sausage, not like cut. Every slice has cool. an even amount of sausage, and it's so good. And has a perfect ratio of cheese and sauce, in my opinion. Second would be Pequod's. Okay. They have this, like, burnt butter crust. It's, like, toasted perfectly, and it, you, you always want to start with the crust with them. Definitely check out Pequod's if you're in the city. It's good to know. I feel like a lot of our listeners will want to try deep dish, but... It can be hard. It seems like a hard dish to find good ones. So having like these kind of recommendations, I'm sure will help. Yeah, you'll see like a bunch of deep dish spots, probably on like every other corner. Exactly. But trust me, make that trip to Pequod's and uh, Luminati's. You will not be disappointed. Nice. Yeah. Is there any other restaurant you want to mention? I know that this is sort of your, your uh, forte. So it's a good question. Just, just list them off if there's things that we need to include. <laughs> I want to clarify, I'm not a foodie. I just love food. <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the distinction what, what's the difference <laughs> i feel like a foodie is more like a connoisseur when it comes to yeah i feel like in san francisco there's for sure a difference <laughs> I, I feel like a foodie is just someone that instagrams their food <laughs> i just eat out a lot like i think okay like, I wish right, list, I, list them i want to journal it but so girl in the goat is amazing um okay. she opened up four additional restaurants in west loop and around the area too and wow. it's amazing. She opened up a dim sum type of place called Duck Duck Goat. It's more Asian themed and it's it's delicious. Their uh, goat slap noodles are heavenly. She also opened like a breakfast diner type of place for more brunch type of food called Little Goat Diner. French toast has like an egg cooked in the middle of it. Like, wow. Like, like eggs in a basket. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a poached perfectly poached egg on top of fried chicken it's you're asking for diabetes but it's 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 worth it all right dan so you you talked about drinking we've we've chatted about the the best places to eat in your opinion now i want to know a little bit more about the sites around chicago so let me ask you this question what's the best site to visit on your first trip to chicago yeah this year i picked up photography and i think i as a result of that i've started exploring a lot more and my favorite parts, I think, are still always going to be Millennium Park, which has the bean, obviously, um, mm -hmm. and Lakeshore Drive. Just walking down there and then that area, like, you have to check it out. It is the way the city and the skyline reflects off the bean, especially during sunset and sunrise hours. If you can get there at those times, I highly recommend it. Uh, and you want to be looking at the bean with the skyline in your back because uh, it'll okay. reflect the skyline off. And it's a pretty cool picture that you can take there. Oh, um, we're going to have to share some of your pictures so we can post them up. Oh, you guys are going to make fun of me. Uh, no way. <laughs> You're doing a podcast for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, th I think that park is amazing. I also think if you appreciate art at all, you have to check out the Chicago Art Institute. I think okay. if you're going to go to the, any museum in Chicago, 
The collection of art there is amazing. That's great. So let's say you've been to Chicago now. You're on your first trip, second trip. Brendan has another question for you. For people that keep going, go to Chicago pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, like they've seen Millennium Park all those times. Uh, they've been to the art museum. What would you say is something that is a must do for people who, for people who aren't doing the uh, more regular tourist things? Yeah, I would say going to a Cubs game. It's it's a historic feel. Just to go and being able to like go to the stadium is, I think you get a sense of like all the history and like greatness that happened in that stadium. It's pretty cool to go. Yeah. Um, I also think I can do the architecture tour a hundred thousand times and it wouldn't get old because the city is always changing. Like there's new buildings going up even as we speak, and I think. Uh, just to take that view out is is pretty amazing. If you come during the summertime, I also highly recommend looking into renting a yacht. Wow, on it, Lake Michigan? Yeah, exactly. It's it's not that expensive as you would think. Like you can get a pretty affordable one. It's really fun as a group too. You can bring alcohol on board. You get a driver, play some music. That's great. Oh, that's I really great. Like I really like the Cubs game, especially. Yeah, yeah. when I was there on my last trip, um, I ditched this conference that I was supposed to be at, and I went up to Wrigleyville and <laughs> caught a Cubs game. That stadium is so awesome. I mean, it's so like it's it's so old. It's like the seats are terribly uncomfortable, but you're just like in you're sitting in <laughs> a piece of history, like this relic of of sporting history. Yeah. One thing that before we before we leave, and and this has been awesome, Dan. I mean, we we need you to like maybe even send us a text with like uh, the rest of your food recommendations, because I mean, this is what people I think look at for when they're uh, searching for travel recommendations. <laughs> but I want you to describe to the audience sort of what you see out of your window because you have an awesome location. You've been talking about how great your neighborhood is, but you, yeah. you have a really cool view. So go ahead and, uh, and tell us what, what you're looking at right now. Uh, um, from my window, I think it's better in the living room window, but we can look at, the, we see the Willis Tower, uh, the London House Tower, um, the Donald Trump Tower. Uh, I think my favorite part is just being able to see the river. I think in a city where everything is so man-made, like being able to have that piece of just natural life, it's definitely my favorite part of this view. Well, Brendan, Brendan has one more question for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, one more to kind of close it out. And uh, this went really well with the last episode. So I think it's a good like closing question. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a lot of pressure. I'm nervous to follow Casey and Andrew now. Like. <laughs> Could you tell us about one story, like one night that best sums up your time in Chicago? Damn, that's tough. Um, we went out for my birthday last year, and mm -hmm. I think that was when I first stumbled upon Untitled. Uh, we went out to like some club at first, and uh, I think it was Joy District. Um, I just drank way too much in that night, and I actually ended up puking on the bar. Uh, <laughs> not even at the bar, on the bar. But everyone was so nice. Like, they're like, are you okay? Like, I didn't get kicked out. Like, they took me to the bathroom. And like, I should have been kicked out for sure. But like, uh, after that, my friend also peed in the kitchen. And then we ended up getting kicked out. But uh, <laughs> okay. we went and grabbed ice cream after. I think this is the most wholesome story that I can give. But definitely blacked out and lost my phone. And 
Uh, well, my phone was actually, they called uh, my roommate because it was a number in the history. And I think that just describes like the people of the city, like to me and my experience so far is like, everyone's been so welcoming, nice, accepting of your failures. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's always a fun time when I go out. So yeah. That's, that's beautiful, man. Well, I listen, I, I we something else though, but. Damn. You'll have to, you'll, you can call us back anytime and tell us your best story. We, 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 I think that there's so much to do in Chicago. It's, it's worthy of many episodes. I agree. But uh, we hope that you stay safe for the rest of the time during this uh, quarantine and, and pandemic. Yeah. And uh, we'll edit this out and you can send it around to your family. Uh, <laughs> your first podcast. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so happy to finally be on. You guys better visit though. You too, Eliana. Well, you know, I think that Brendan and I will probably take it upon ourselves to reserve your couch now for next St. Patrick's Day. It's <laughs> out of quarantine, if that's all right with you. You guys are always welcome, man. I could also get a guest house for like a pretty big discount. So oh, that's cool. At, yeah, the, nice. at your apartment building, that's awesome. Yeah. It's like, okay, we'll take we'll take you up on that. Uh, it was really great to talk to you and see you, dude. I miss you a ton. I miss you guys a lot. Stay safe. Thank you. You as well. Bye. Hi, Dan. Dan was a lot of fun to interview. Uh, I can tell that he's really passionate about the neighborhood that he lives in, uh, which is exciting. I mean, you we feel that way sort of about downtown Miami, uh, that there's always something new to do and uh, the city is growing around you. One thing that I, I think that is cool that Dan appreciates is just how the architecture uh, is kind of a window into the past of the city. Absolutely. Uh, that, that perspective is really interesting. And I will say I have done the architecture tour up the river now a couple times. Oh, really? Beautiful. Did you get as much out of it as Dan was saying? Highly recommend. I didn't go on the drinking one. But oh, no. <laughs> what's anyway, the point? What's the point then? Anyways, we have another interview, and I thought that you'd want to introduce this one. For this next interview, we're going to be talking to uh, my girlfriend, Danielle. Danielle spent some time living on the outskirts of Chicago in the suburban neighborhood, but um, she would make frequent trips into the city. So we're going to get a different perspective that's a little bit more spread out because she had the opportunity to be a tourist in this incredible city on a really regular basis. Well, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the show. Um, would you like to start by introducing yourself? Hi, sure. Um, I'm Danielle Abel, a girlfriend of one Brendan Cotta, and uh, I'm on today to talk about my time in Chicago. We're very excited. Thank you. And you're going to be offering the, uh, the, tour the tourist perspective of the city. Yeah. Um, yesterday, we talked to, to Jared's friend, Dan, and he gave us kind of a, a local perspective. But um, we're excited to hear about your time like touring around the city. I'm excited to share. I love Chicago. So first, do you want to talk to us a little bit about what brought you into the Chicago area initially? Like, why were you there and traveling to Chicago so frequently? So Chicago's always been a city that's close to my heart just because I have a lot of family there. So when the opportunity came to do a physical therapy internship there, I took the chance and I went for a couple months. Were you living inside the city or uh, in one of the neighborhoods around Chicago? 
I was not living inside the city. I was actually working in one of the many suburbs of Chicago. Um, it was called Hoffman Estates. It's kind of small. Um, and I was actually commuting an hour to work in another suburb, Naperville. So I would go into the city on weekends to explore like the urban life, but mostly I was in the suburbs. Very cool. So you, you, you actually got a lot of time to be in the city, but that wasn't necessarily where you were staying every single night. So in some ways, you were like a tourist again and again, weekend after weekend, finding new things. That's perfect. Yeah, it was uh, really nice and because my uncle actually lives in the city, so I would actually stay overnight in the city on the weekends. Could you pick out one or a couple neighborhoods in particular that you like to go to that you would say are your favorite neighborhoods in the city? Yeah, um, absolutely. I got uh, an opportunity to explore quite a few neighborhoods when I was staying in the weekends. Um, the one I usually stayed in was called Wicker Park. My uncle has lived there for 20 plus years now, um, and it's just now becoming an up and coming part of the city. So it's really, it was really fun to see versus when I went years ago to now how there's been like bars and restaurants and it's very hip and a lot more young people live around there. So that's a really awesome neighborhood. I also got the opportunity to explore Logan Square, which is a little out of the way, but um, there's a ton of restaurants and bars over there too. Um, it's hard to pick my top, but I would say the other two I really loved were Wrigleyville which is right next to Wrigley Field. And there's so much popping up up there even now. And also Lincoln Park, um, where I got to explore a little bit of the comedy scene. And that is also a city that my mom used to live in. Got to frolic around that area as well. But there's just so many areas. It's hard to hit them all. Those are my favorites. Did, did you find it easy to use the L? So um, that is actually a funny story. I was very nervous to use the public transportation system because it's just, uh, it seemed very complicated from an outsider's perspective, especially from the suburbs. You would take a different train line into the city and then hop on the L. Okay. But as soon as I started and just bit the bullet, it was very easy to navigate and a wonderful way to get around the city. You started to mention that there was always some great food to eat in all these neighborhoods that you were exploring. Can you uh, name some of your uh, favorite restaurants and maybe uh, what about them or, or the one favorite restaurant was, uh, was special? Yeah, of course. So obviously you can't talk about Chicago without talking about the deep dish pizza in which I dove into it um, very willingly and tried as many different deep dish places as I could. Let's see, Illuminati's is the one I actually liked the best, which I wasn't expecting because it's one of the larger chains. And then the other one that my uncle took me to, which is apparently the best, which wasn't my favorite, is called Pequod's. Um, and I liked it, and it was a three-hour wait, but I don't think it was worth the three-hour wait at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Another one I do want to mention is the hot dogs in Chicago. Um, I hit up Portillo's in the city, which was, I mean, everything I could have wanted in a hot dog. So would definitely recommend that if you're looking for a good fast hot dog. That's awesome. I think that it's funny that you mentioned literally the same two that uh, our, my other friend that lives there full time said. So you, you have a good taste in deep dish pizza. You've covered the classic Chicago food. What about um, some of the bars that you tried? 
Okay, so um, I did try quite a few bars while I was there, um, <laughs> some of which I remembered and some of which I do not, but I did remember two in particular that were my favorites. Um, the first is actually a jazz club in Lincoln Park. Um, it's called Kingston Mines. And uh, we went, there was about a $15 cover and you just hopped from one room to another where two different jazz bands played live all night long. So that, it was a different vibe than I usually go for in a bar, but I enjoyed it so much and it was very reasonably priced. Um, everybody was dancing. It was just a really good time. The other one I will mention is called the High Line, and this one is in a play in an area called River North. I went there for the Georgia game because that's where my alumni association has their meetup. But it was um, super fun, great deals, and just a great overall atmosphere and a great area. Um, you said that you were uh, going to Chicago on the weekends, but living in the suburbs. So we want to just quickly touch on, was there anything in the suburbs as far as unique neighborhoods or nature places that you would recommend? Yes, absolutely. So there is uh, one suburb called Naperville that is super up and coming and just kind of like out of the way of the city, but a great place to visit. It has its own little downtown area where there's this, there's a wine bar, there's quite a few restaurants and bars, and it's on a river, and it's beautiful to walk along the rivers. Um, I would definitely recommend that, as well as this park called the Morton's Arboretum. I was in Chicago during um, pre-Christmas time, so they had a Christmas light show that I went to, and it's a beautiful park just in general, but the light show was an awesome experience, very beautiful. A ton of work was put into it, and they gave you like hot chocolate with Baileys along the way, and it was oh, a great experience. So those, those two were um, my, my favorite suburban things to do in Illinois, for sure. That is great. Nice. Like you've been talking about, you were in and out of the city um, and spending your weekends there, which is, and, and you got to see so much of Chicago and, and the different areas. You probably engaged in some of the tourism activities or the typical tourist activities. We like to ask this question to especially the travelers. In your opinion, what is the most underrated site in the city and then the most overrated tourist site in the city? Okay, so I think a lot of people will know my answer to this question. I think the most overrated thing you can see in Chicago is, in fact, the Bean. I went to the Bean not twice, but four times over my time in Chicago because I was with different people that were visiting. And the, it's just a very large structure with a mirror with way too many tourists. So I would say that that was the most overrated thing I did that was touristy. Um, Followed very closely by the Sears Tower, which was very cool, but um, the line was just outrageous, and <laughs> it just took a lot of time where I just wanted to be doing other things. Um, I, I believe that it's now the Willis Tower, technically. It is now the Willis Tower, but if you ever say those words to a local, they will shut really? you down immediately. <laughs> so, oh, that's good insight. I learned my ways, just always call it the Sears Tower. How funny even though it is now the Willis Tower, um, which is apparently lame, but... Uh, <laughs> they're very loyal to Sears. They're loyal. 
not loyal enough to shop there. <laughs> um, I would say the most underrated thing is probably jogging the lakeside. Um, you hear all about the lake and how beautiful it is, but going for a run there is simply just going for a walk from where the bean is to kind of towards the Navy Pier area. It's just, I would go back again and again and do that walk every single time. Awesome. That's great insight. We have one last question and uh, we'd like to close up this way because the part of the, the point behind this podcast is to give people a platform to tell the stories about these cities that they can't stop telling at parties. So tell us your favorite story from Chicago. So I think my favorite story would be um, my, my trying to navigate the public transportation system for the first time was, uh, was definitely an experience. So I went to my uncle's house. He wasn't going to be there for the weekend. I was staying somewhere else, which I, I didn't know it was like very outside the city, but the, I knew there was a train that went there. So I, I left my uncle's house and I'm like, I'm doing this. I have like my bags on my shoulders and I'm walking to the train. And this is the first time I'm ever like taking the train by myself. So I buy my card. I do the thing. I think I'm on my way. I have like three transfers to make. And I go all the way down there and I look very confused, I imagine, and go into the turnstile, spend my money, whatever. And like looking around, I'm like, this is very odd and confusing. And I don't really see where the train is going to come. Turns out that station's closed and you cannot like go the direction in which I'm going on that station. So I could either have called an Uber or I could walk to the next station. And I was very stubborn and decided to walk to the next station, which was like a mile and a half away, like with my suitcase. (laughs) (laughs) And arguably through a pretty sketchy area, but I I was on my way. And I'll always remember it because I think I was feeling like extremely proud of myself for like doing the navigation part only to be shut down. But I'm proud of myself again for walking that half mile with my suitcases and eventually like reaching my very far away, unanticipated destination. (laughs) So um, I'll definitely remember that when going on other transportation systems, um, (laughs) tell myself it's not that bad. (laughs) Very cool. Uh, When I went up to visit and we toured Chicago, you set up the the itinerary completely and it was incredible. We did everything from deep dish pizza to comedy clubs, which is something that's really big there. And um, like by that time, you were showing me around like a local. So you you covered a lot of distance in the relatively short amount of time that you were you were up there. I did. Although I will add that when Brendan came up to see me, I did make uh, quite a rookie mistake in the location of our Airbnb. I, when I informed my boss where I was working and my coworkers where I would be taking my boyfriend for the weekend, um, I saw this very pale, scared look in their faces followed by my boss wanting me to buy another airbnb that he would pay for or stay at his apartment because i had picked an airbnb in the most dangerous part of chicago we had a nice romantic stint in south chicago (laughs) wow we did that we did i will say that is before i lived there i booked the airbnb but do not book an airbnb on the south side Amazing. Nice. That's good insight. That's great. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for providing this information for our listeners and for talking to us about uh, your time touring around Chicago. Thanks thank for you, having Danielle. me. It was fun to talk about. Thanks, Danielle. Bye. 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 Thank you for talking to us, Danielle. That was a great perspective to get on the city. And actually, right after her portion ended, she called me and said that the only thing that she felt like she missed was um, not talking enough about the comedy and improv scene at uh, in Chicago. That was something that we made a point to take advantage of when I went up to see her. And it was fantastic. And the people there are very talented. And um, if you're in the city and have the chance, we both highly recommend it. It sounds like Danielle has already been a great tour guide in the city when you went to go visit her. So uh, I think she's definitely somebody that everybody can trust. Uh, with that, we are still hoping that pretty soon we'll be able to fly there back to Chicago again, uh, marking our calendars for St. Patrick's Day. Maybe Danielle will join us as well, um, and uh, we can all spend the weekend on Dan's couch. But in all seriousness, we want to thank our guests one more time, and um, thank you for listening to this episode of the Cotta Brothers Travel Club. Thank you for listening to the Cotta Brothers Travel Club. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you're on Apple Podcasts or the follow button if you're listening on Spotify. That way you can be notified when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cotta Bros underscore Travel Club. We're always looking for new content and everyone has a story worth telling. If you want to share something, email us at Club at gmail.com. No underscore on the email address. Finally, we know these are difficult times, but you're not alone. This podcast was our outlet, and so is the support of our friends and family that are helping us to make it. However, if you're feeling lost or depressed and don't have anyone to talk to, email us or DM us on social. Even if it's not about travel, we're still here to chat. If we all work together, we'll be back to adventuring soon. See you next time.